On this episode of Locked On Lightning, Vintage Vazzy is back. We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and I want to start off this show by gloating for a little bit, just just a teeny bit, because I said it, I said it that once Vasilevsky started, you know, once he got that first shutout of the season, that shutout that has almost painfully evaded him throughout the course of the entire season. We are, we were going to see a level to his game that we have not seen all year. And we have seen that over the last couple of, of, of games since then. Um, Just phenomenal play from one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. And, this isn't exactly something that has fallen out of the sky because when you look at his last 14 games and the reason why I'm saying his last 14, because those are the only games that they've played in the year 2023. He has turned a page. He has turned a page where he has gone from probably I would say top 10 goaltender in the league statistically to where his play, if he keeps this up, I honestly believe by mid-March. Now, will we have some bumps and bruises by then? Absolutely. Absolutely we will. But if he could keep up this level of play, I'm not saying he's going to win the Vezina, but he's going to come pretty damn close to it. His last 14 games, 10-4. and with a save percentage of 917. Shutout number is finally up to one. He allowed 38 goals on 459 shots. And he saved 427 of those. But the game we saw from him last night. If, if there was ever a moment, if there was any doubt from any Lightning fans or any hockey fans in general as to where this guy is post-shutout, I think the answer was given to you last night from Mr. Mr. Andre Vasilevsky. Saved 43 of 46 shots. Uh, just played a spectacular game all around. Uh Stood tall in the shootout, something that, you know, we don't really get to say very often. Uh, it is very well documented uh, that that Andre Vasilevsky just struggles immensely in the in the shootout. But looking forward, I mean, now, like I said, what the chances of him 
getting the Vesna. Now, who knows? It could very well all fall apart from now until the end of the year and for, for Mr. Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins. But that is just maybe wishful thinking at this point. Now, Vasilevsky does have some ground to make because, let's face it, at this point, you know, there, there is some there's three stats that I think obviously are that are taken into account is goals against average, the save percentage, and of course the wins. The wins, I don't know how heavily that is weighted because we have seen past years. I mean, if you want to look, I, I I mean off the top of my head, I mean, really when you look at it, you're you're there, there has been past years where Vasilevsky, I think, uh, if not last year, the year prior, I think he had one of, the, I think he had the the highest win total of any goaltender, and he still didn't win the uh, the Vezina. But to put it in perspective, Vasilevsky is only one behind Linus Allmark. Vazi has twenty six on the year. Allmark twenty seven wins. Connor Hellebuck, a name that we should be very familiar with because it feels like we have had this two goaltender race over the last couple of years. Uh, to a certain extent uh, in the Vezina Trophy voting, and Hellebuck has been there. Now, I think, now this might just be me. Now, I, I haven't read anything on the Vezina because I want to keep an open mind in terms of the race, who thinks who's going to win what. Now, obviously, it's a it's relatively still early. Uh, we're just hitting the 40, goal, the 40, the 50 game mark here with certain teams. But I would say that Jake, what Dallas goaltender Jake Ottinger is doing, I would say definitely puts him to the conversation, especially with what Dallas has done this year. First in their division, one of the top teams in the West. Ottinger has a record of 23, 7, and 8. Uh, he, he actually came in. Uh, he's played in, in 41 games, uh, only started 40 of those, which is pretty crazy, you know, in this day and age uh, for for a top goaltender to come into a game in which he was off. That means, obviously, the backup wasn't doing his job. Uh, his save percentage is 9-2-5, where Vazzy is five, five-tenths of a point lower, so not too bad. Uh, goals against average, I feel... And, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. I, I I just feel like yeah. Even though people do take that into account, and and you know we could we could sit here and debate you know whether or not it's a stat that really should be weighted heavily. You know the save percentage and the goals against average. I I just feel a lot of that has to do. I mean, you look at look at this this way. Linus Allmark has a save percentage of nine three seven. Um. Now his shots against average is nine nine three, nine shots against. I'm sorry, though. So that's the amount of shots that he has faced total this year. Nine nine hundred ninety three shots. Where Vasilevsky is one thousand two hundred fifty eight. Now, some people might not look at that, but look at the save percentage and say, "Well, you know, Allmark is clearly the better player." But at the end of the day. He has faced way less shots, 300, almost 300. And really, in my in my unbiased opinion, I, I feel like he kind of gets off from that. Off, off the fact that his, his back end 
has played very well this year. And it's no secret. The, the, the Boston defensive core has done very well this year. The lightning have struggled at times and Vasilevsky more times than not has had to be the guy to keep this team in games, which is fine. I have no problem with it. I mean, you've, you've, You've heard me here on this show numerous times talk about how, you know, oftentimes, especially early on, Bazzi gets absolutely flooded with shots. And it's fine, uh, especially if we get a team that has a high volume amount of shots. I mean, that that's just that's what you're going to get. I mean, that's the nature of the beast when you're the when when you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, because you have teams coming to try and hit you in the chin. I mean, I I, I kind of alluded to it a couple episodes back. Uh, real quick that I felt like the lightning, a lot of teams didn't like them because of two time defending cup champs three years in a row. Uh, every team, you know, even though they're not the defending champs there, there still is some sort of, I, I would say maybe animosity. I'm, I, are there outside of the rivals in the Atlantic division? I doubt any players would say that, but I'm sure they would say we would we we always rise to the occasion to to play when we play against those guys. Uh, but back to my point about Vasilevsky and 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 the amount of shots. I mean, I, I really think that <clears throat> that should be very seriously taken into consideration when you're looking at safes. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, shots against versus save percentage. Because you look at shots percentage, I mean, or shots against, excuse me, but it comes down to the fact, I mean, you look at the the, the top five goaltenders that have faced 1,250 shots or more. The There's only two goaltenders that are in the 220s. I mean, the 920s, excuse me. For, sh- for save percentage, and that is Connor Hellebuck and Andre Vasilevsky. Now, the other one who is just a shade under that is U- UC Soros, who we've spoken about on this show that he is one of the better goaltenders in, in the league as well. And out of those, 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 those five goaltenders, the other two being John Gibson and Vizmilka from, from Arizona, who we might be facing tonight. Uh, I'm recording this on the 15th on Wednesday, a, about an hour or so before the Coyotes game. Only two of those goaltenders, once again, has a goals against average of 2.5 or low, lower, and that is Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck. So do I think Vazzy, like I said, to reiterate my point, do I think Vazzy is going to win the Vezina Trophy based off of those points that I've made just now? No, I don't think so. I think that a lot of people are looking at what the Boston Bruins have done, Lena Salmark, what he's doing. But at the same time, he has definitely not faced as much of the workload uh, as Connor Hellbuck and especially as Andre Vasilevsky. So we'll keep a close eye on that because I, I I think that out of all the and we'll talk about other other awards that the lightning that the lightning roster, namely really Nikita Kucherov, are are in the running for. I think that and, and let's be honest, the Hart Trophy is pretty much won at this point by Connor McDavid. So unfortunately, 
I think Cooch is, <laughs> I think Cooch is, uh, the, the conversation for hat to be had for that is pretty much over, but I don't think that this heart, uh, these, this Vezina trophy races anywhere over. I think that if Vazzy continues to play the way he's been playing over the last 14 games, you know, one could very well make the argument that he could be in the running. Like I said, there also has to be other things that need to, to, to happen in order for him to, to bring home some hardware this year. So we'll keep an eye on that as the season progresses. And, and I definitely want to continue to have this conversation because I firmly believe the level of play that he is showing us over these last 14 games, as scary as he's been in, in certain moments in terms of, of how good he is, I think he's going to get better. I really do. So we'll keep an eye on that. And, and I would definitely think that his odds of have increased. And speaking of odds, I want to, Talk about one of our newest sponsors. I mean, one of my favorite betting sp- my betting sites out there. And, you know, with the Super Bowl just concluded, I was using these guys, putting in my picks real in live time. And, you know, so we're at the midway of the NBA season. Uh, and now the perfect time. It is now the perfect time to download FanDuel. If you haven't already, FanDuel is America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sports Back. It's sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Like I said, I was popping in there throughout the entire Super Bowl game. I, you know, I didn't put that much money on on the Chiefs. I actually, I popped in at halftime, put put five dollars on the money line for the Chiefs. Ended up walking away with twenty bucks. Uh, I could say that everybody probably, except unless you're an Eagles fan, walked home happy. Because the Eagles uh, lost. Uh, if you know me, I'm a Giants fan. And and I think the Eagles winning a Super Bowl would have been too painful to watch. Uh, and even better with FanDuel is that it they let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. I was doing all of those pregame, lost all of them. I don't care because the Chiefs won and I walked away with 20 bucks to cover myself for the game so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel the official sports betting partner of the nba so once again uh real quick i want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day if you're watching us on youtube please go ahead and subscribe to the channel uh, all the information for our social media pages is on the ticker below. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, hit that subscribe button and then follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. And please go to our YouTube page. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. I love the feedback from all of you, the comments. And I want to hear some more of your comments. Honestly, do, do, you, do you think Andre Vasilevsky has a realistic shot? I mean, I know we're in the final stretch of things in terms of the season, but like I said, I, I think that if Allmark has, like I said, I think that a lot of people have fallen in love with Linus Allmark because of what the Bruins have done this year. I honestly think, in my unbiased opinion, top three in the race, I think it's Allmark. You got to throw him in there just because of the numbers. I think Connor Hellebuck definitely goes in there because of how the Jets have played. 
And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to Basileski and Soros from the Preds. Uh, he might take a little bit of a fall just because of how the Lightning have played over the last couple of, of months. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I Honestly, I, I think that Vasilevsky wins. I, I think if he continues to play like this, I, I, I don't see a reason as to why not he gets uh, a good number of first place votes. So looking at tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes now, like I said, I am recording this about an hour po- uh, before puck drop. Now, Lightning are coming off a very impressive win in Colorado, a game that I was very nervous about, a game in which, as we all know from the Stanley Cup final last year, they struggled there, and and I, I just chipped it up all the way up to the fact that they were tired. Altitude will get to you when you're in that kind of shape. But the Lightning have played very well this season where we do see a different atmosphere around this team. I feel like in years past, and and this will definitely, I think, be very evident tonight because I feel like the Coyotes are a team in which, and, and this is, isn't just the Coyotes. I feel like this is a lot of teams that are bottom of the barrel like teams, where the Lightning come out and they just expect to to win these games just because of the discrepancy and and lack there of maybe talent, if you want to call it. I don't want to say that there's no talent on this on this team uh, for the Coyotes, but people definitely don't take them seriously. But I think the Lightning have evolved into this team where I think they're in a better mindset than they have been over the last couple of seasons and regular seasons. There's, I mean, like you have seen over the last couple of years, the Lightning tend to stoop down to lower opponents. Now you'll look at the first couple of games uh, post all-star game where the Lightning dropped, got absolutely kicked out of the building by the Florida Panthers, 7-1, come home and just keep San Jose, another another lottery team um, in the game. And I attribute it to that up to the fact that really the Lightning were just rusty. And they shook off the rust in the game against Colorado, Played very well in a close game against Dallas. Played very well last night against the Colorado Avalanche. And I expect them to, I wouldn't say it to be a lopsided effort for the Lightning. I, I think that we are going to see, if anything, if, if they don't score a bunch of goals, I think the one takeaway from this game that we will see from Tampa is that they will play a very disciplined game, that they will play a very possession-minded game. Um, I, I think that what we have seen from this Tampa Lightning team is that that they are starting to become consistent. And this is a team I'm not in any way worried about. I mean, the one thing that we could say with the Lightning is that, and, and really and, and what I've said, because, you know, in, in past games, the Lightning have done great things. And they've had these great performances. For example, last Thursday against Colorado, 5 nothing win. And that's a great game. That's a great game. But is it a, a performance that you could replicate? And the answer is absolutely not. I mean, you can't go out there and shut out every single game. You can't drop five goals every single game. It's just, it, it's just not something that is realistic. Uh, 
But last night, the effort that was put forward, the the, the the tight games, that's the kind of game that you want to play heading into a game like this against Arizona. Because like I stated before, other teams, when they play against the Lightning, especially the lower tier teams, they bring their A game. They're going to play discipline. They're going to go out there and say, we are going to play a very fine-tuned game. We're going to go out there and make them make mistakes, force them into mistakes, make them dig the hole. And then that's when we strike. And the Lightning, really, the, the, the game plan is simple for tonight. Win the possession game. And everything else will fall into place. Uh, set up in the offensive zone. Uh, have your attack revolve around your key, your key figures, your, your Nikita Kucherovs, your Braden Point, your Brandon Hagels. And the other guys will come to the table. Uh, I think especially the big thing that I want to see very early on in this game is I want to see the lightning get their defensive core involved very early on. So we'll keep an eye out for that. I would like to really see Victor Hedman get involved. I would like to see Mikhail Sergachev get involved. I would like to see pretty much everybody get involved because like I said uh, a couple episodes ago, really from now on until the end of the season is just preparation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, tonight's projected lines are Hagel, Point, and Cooch. Sorelli on the wing tonight, which I absolutely love. Uh, I would say that Cooper's – I mean, he'll probably still be taking taking faceoffs throughout the game, but I think he'll swing out onto the wing. Um, I don't mind – and, you know, that's a loose center position, I think, on that second line between Stamkos and Sorelli because they're both – Overall, decent on the faceoff, Surly. I think obviously the better of the two, and even even with Kalorn, because you know that's not like a that's not a set in stone center going down the middle. Just because with with Kalorn, his ability to create traffic. I mean, you're going to see very much a revolving door of guys in the middle. Uh, you have three guys out there that are able to go back on the back end and play that position or, or play in that part of the ice, as well as on the other side uh, of the ice in the attacking zone, be able to do things in front uh, and just cycle out of that. I, I really, I think if the lightning are going to go off tonight, I really think it's going to be that second line between Stamkos and Kalorn and Sorelli uh, really want to see Ross Colton score some, uh, maybe one or two points tonight. Uh, I stressed a couple of weeks ago how important it was for Ross Colton to to continue uh, getting better day to day. You know he's having a little bit of a tough year this year, but I think um, he's one of the one of those guys that he gets a little momentum, a little bit giddy up in his step, and and he's ready to roll. And you definitely want to have a guy like that, as we all know. A couple of years ago, you definitely want to have a guy like that uh, start to really get his confidence levels up to near near almost almost cockiness levels in the playoffs to where he's he you want Ross Colton to go out there especially in a series the opening series against Toronto where he feels like he can't go out he could go out there and not do any wrong so we'll keep a guy out on that I would prefer Corey Perry on that third line with Paul and Colton Still very iffy about how I feel about Pat Maroon. I mean, it's nothing against him. I just don't feel like that's a good combination for the long term. Um, 
having said that, as we all know, John Cooper loves to switch things around throughout the course of the game. So another uh, a slot in in the lineup where it's not set in stone. So I, I think the Lightning pulled this one off. I think they pull it off. I would say three one, maybe four two. Um, Brian Elliott's in net tonight. Uh, who knows? I mean, Elliott's been playing great this year, so we could very well see him possibly flirt with a a shutout. I mean, nine three and one as a starter. I mean, as a starter with a goals against average of three one four. So not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely do an episode tomorrow to recap that uh, and wrap things up in just a little bit. But first I want to talk about our last sponsor and that is athletic greens. Now I don't know about all of you where you're situated, but I'm up here in in New York city and the weather has been absolutely nuts. And, and so it's very easy to get sick, you know, going from 60 degrees that, which we had today probably will be 25 and snow at some point in the next couple of days. So uh, I definitely, to come to you every single day to talk lightning hockey. I got to stay healthy. I got to get myself right. And I do it with athletic greens, just one cup of the the powder every morning with a glass of water. And I'm ready to go. I use it every single day, every morning. And I love it because, you know, I'm trying to get in shape and and the gym hasn't just worked out. So I'm trying to do the diet thing. and, And, you know, I'm flirting with a couple of diets here and there. So and it, so that's why I love Athletic Greens because it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, it is it, it forms to every diet, any diet. And the best thing for me, especially not only with that, is that it costs less than three dollars a day. I'm investing in my health, and it's cheaper than my cold brew habit. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting. Vitamin D and five free travel packs. Wait, your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So wrapping things up, like I said, I think this is a 4-2 win in the bag. Uh, Usual suspects in the scoring column, Stamkos. Kucherov, Point, Coach, Point have just been playing out of their minds. I mean, you know, we were talking, I, I, I spoke about it before, and I've talked about it on the Lockdown NHL episodes <clears throat> on Thursday. I, I just, if, if Connor McDavid just wasn't doing Connor McDavid things, we might actually have some sort of heart trophy race. And I think Kucherov is definitely in that conversation. Would like to see some third place votes for point. I mean, he's going to have to continue to play out of his mind like he has all season long. So, uh, you know, guys just need to continue produce producing. Last five games, Cooch has six points. Point has three goals. Kalorn, his plus minus is a six. So, you know, he's involved uh, when he's on the ice. And, and he's his presence merely has a good effect and, and leads to good things. So, uh, keep an eye on Anthony Sorelli. I definitely want to see him get a goal and assist tonight. It's very, it's very possible, especially playing on the wing with Stamkos and Korn. So keep an eye out for 71 out there in the ice. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap this game and talk about the rest of the schedule. We'll talk about some, you know, the, the trade deadline's coming up. Do the Lightning need a piece? I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how you break up this team, especially with Alex Korn playing well. And and now with the recent news of of them being out on the conversation of Luke Shen, 
does it look like Ivan Barbashev is maybe the more solid pick now? Or do the Lightning go in a totally different direction? We'll keep an eye on that and discuss some of the possibilities there as well. But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you.